if it's provided with, with the right tools, the right nourishment, the right healing practices to bring it back into alignment, people can step into powerful healing for themselves. So rather than feeling like um, victims or feeling that we have to reach out to external institutions, people, professionals to get our healing, we should view those things more like our guides and support. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com slash pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm here today with Dr. Egypt Iradia. Uh, Dr. Egypt, how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Good, absolutely. So this is fascinating. You are a, an MD, a medical doctor, and an ND, a naturopathic doctor. Um, give us a little bit of uh, details as far as uh, your, your experience and, and kind of your specialty as well. Great, thank you. So um, I trained in conventional medicine in the UK and that was like my standard training path. Then I practiced for a few years and just going through the system, um, I got a little bit disillusioned with the standard models of, of care that were being practiced in the United Kingdom in terms of, I felt like for the most part, there was a lot of symptomology control or people being aided with their symptoms, but in terms of chronic disease and preventative medicine, which is the medicine, I felt that was kind of lacking in that system. I didn't feel like for the most part, they're obviously, they do valuable things. There's surgery, there's medical interventions. Some people do need to be on long-term medications. But for me, how I see healing, I, I think healing should be more like of the whole person. And you hear this term thrown around a lot, like holistic medicine, holistic medicine, but truly holistic is addressing mind, body, spirit, heart, and the person's environment. So just through a series of like, I guess, soul searching and um, working with my patients at the time, I started to research other modes of healing that have existed for maybe thousands of years or through different ancient and wisdom traditions. And one aspect that I came across was naturopathy and naturopathic medicine. And at the time, they didn't actually have a program in the United Kingdom that would train um, people in naturopathy so I looked into the states applied for a program I got in and that was kind of like my journey of how I transited to the U.S. to study naturopathic medicine um, yeah nice and uh, yeah naturopathic medicine is fascinating it's something that definitely in the U.S. it's not you know sort of mainstream it should be but uh, what so when somebody first starts with you, let's say they they do present with symptoms, and this is 
maybe the tricky thing, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with like the medical system model. I don't judge them either. I know why they go that way. It's real easy to just have a symptom, have a solution, right? What you do takes a little bit more care and more like, like you're playing detective almost, right? Yeah. So you, you have somebody comes in with a symptom or a array of symptoms. Uh, what, how, how do you address that? And, and what do you look for? And how are you, how are you, I guess the, my question is like, what, what does your detective work look like? I know that's a very broad question, <laughs> but you can go in detail, whatever direction uh, you want to go. Sure, no, it's a great question. And as you said, essentially, um, being a physician, I say, really, your physician doesn't heal you, they um, support the body, you provide you with the tools and the resources, the information, sometimes the medication to encourage the body to do its healing work. So we are detectives, um, and we're guides in that sense. So in terms of like my um, clinical practice, Honestly speaking, I try and make it as individual as possible. I kind of came from the paradigm of what I call cookie cutter medicine, where for the most part, um, say, for example, someone could be suffering from chronic fatigue and or 10 people could suffer from chronic fatigue and you'd more or less do the same thing to those 10 people or prescribe the same things to those 10 people. However, those 10 people have different lifestyles, different diets, different sleeping habits, different hydration habits or movement practices and embodiment practices, yet you're prescribing exactly the same thing for the 10 people. So for me, that doesn't kind of make full sense. So I like to work in a very individual uh, manner. I like to say for a given client, obviously it depends what they're coming in with, but for let's say in a broad scope, I sort of like to break it down in the terms of their mind, their body, their spirit, because I also practice metaphysical wellness, their spirit and their environment and lifestyle practices. And obviously not everything needs, you know, a thorough rundown of all that. Like if someone comes in with say a cold or something more acute and short term, I wouldn't necessarily go into like start a meditation practice before you know you're cold, right? I would be like, okay, immune support, respiratory tonics, herbal, elixirs and things like that. So I like to sort of break it down into those aspects. And then we co-create a healing plan together. We look at each of those aspects and see what areas could be um, contributing to their health challenges or dysfunction, what areas need to be optimized, what areas are in excess, what areas are in deficiency, what needs to be brought back into balance. That's kind of like a very brief summary <laughs> of how I work. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's the, the, obviously there's tons and tons of layers, but we're, yeah, we're definitely just brushing over the surface. Um, I did like what you said about, um, you know, you have people have different habits, right? What are their hydration habits, their movement patterns? How much sleep are they getting? Obviously of those 10 people, they're going to all have that chronic fatigue for slightly different reasons. Once you address the root cause, uh, as opposed to just being symptoms driven, then usually the symptoms will just kind of go away because they're really more of like, a, I don't know, symptoms are more of just like a warning sign, but it's yeah. like, actually, I just thought of this analogy, right? Like the, the little flashing light in the car, it's like when the light flashes, like, um, you know, maintenance light, yeah. you, you don't go fix the maintenance light. The maintenance light's telling you something else is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So, exactly. yeah. What is, what is like, um, 
do you, do you tend to have like a specialty where people with a certain type of ailment come in to see you more often or is it very very diverse as far as that goes um yes i don't have sort of a very narrow specialty in a way but i do start to attract just based on my practice style and um a certain clientele base so i work a lot with chronic illness um so chronic conditions i work a lot with oncology support so people who have had cancer or going through cancer or um, just, you know, they've been treated, recovered, they want support on their journey not to have it again. So I do work with quite a lot of, um, you know, oncology. So that's cancer medicine, chronic medicine, um, chronic disease, and a lot of, because I personally, I lean towards that self-care approach of healing. So a lot of, I would say people with emotional sickness and emotional sickness i think there's almost been a modern trend to like just classify it as like psychiatric conditions but i think aside from psychiatric conditions we have just everyday emotional turbulence you know things like um people feeling disconnected from themselves people feeling overwhelmed people having brain fog or a scattered mind people just feeling energy drain that's not really rooted in a physical dysfunction so there, there are those other elements of emotional disturbance that are not really labeled psychiatric disturbances, but they still affect mo most people's lives. So I lean towards very much like self-care based medicine, um, everyday healing practices that people can incorporate into their life just to have balanced mental well-being, I guess. I think that's that that would be maybe one group that I worry about the most is those people who either whether it's emotional or physical, they don't have like a diagnosable disease or illness, yet they know something's off, right? They're, you know, whether it's emotional, physical, I tend to deal a lot with people who physically they have like back or neck pain. They've been to the doctor, they've gotten the MRI, they've gotten the x-ray, and the doctor comes back to them with, nothing's wrong with you. And they're like, yeah. why does my neck hurt? <laughs> So, and it may be true, nothing structurally wrong with them, but usually at that point, it's a simple fix. It's a posture alignment issue. It's a muscle balance issue. And those are the people that typically come to me. So I understand where you're coming from to a point. Um, you probably have a lot more experience than I do with it, but it's um, those, I don't want to call it like a low grade, but it is, it's like the day-to-day -day lifestyle stresses, the things that that can slowly kind of add up and eventually just feel like we're overloaded and yes. so in some way our health takes like a, a drastic toll on that right yes for sure do you have a um do you have a personal story at all like how you got into this how was it did you battle with your own personal health or uh, a loved one that you were near or did you just always kind of have a calling to to become a doctor Yes, good question. Um, oh no, I wish I always had a call and I didn't. <laughs> Growing up, I wanted to be quite a few things. At one point I thought I wanted to do anthropology and travel the world and discover different cultures and what have you, because I really enjoy traveling. So medicine was um, a professional um, aspect that I considered, I would say maybe like early teenage years, mid-teenage years, but it wasn't always in the back of my mind because I had a few things that I thought I would want to do when I grew up. But, um, oh yes, I have a personal health story. Like in brief, when I was young, 
from my early teenage to late teenagers. I used to suffer from chronic migraines. I had irritable bowel um, syndrome. Like looking back at it, I never got a diagnosis, but just going through my physician training and working with clients now, I realized that I did have irritable bowel syndrome. But when I was younger, I just knew that I had a very um, sensitive digestive system. I would have digestive complaints. I also had like a lot of like skin issues, like just generally bad skin and things like that. And the chronic fatigue, which I just thought was normal. I was like, oh yeah, humans just get tired all the time. Like I would wake up tired, you know, so I didn't have refreshing sleep. I would wake up tired and just be exhausted all day. And I wasn't one of those people instead of like my teenagers that I was hitting coffee a lot and overly, overly stressed. So I had health conditions and it just happened when I was about, I'd say 17, I, I moved in or actually my housemate moved in with me moved into my home. It was a family home, but at the time I was living there alone. A housemate moved in and she was plant-based. She's vegetarian. She was from Mauritius and she was vegetarian. And she was a few years, five to six years older than me. So she became the primary cook in the home. <laughs> and being the lazy teenager I was, I ate her food a lot. <laughs> so I just realized that the more I consumed her food, over time, some of my health complaints started to lessen. So you know, I reached out to her, just got a bit more ideas on like how to eat plant-based and things like that and started to just experiment. Uh, I would say that was like the major turning point for me because I started to really do a lot of self-education. Um, I started watching documentaries, started going to festivals and, you know, health-related festivals and seminars and things like that. And started trying things like supplementation and juicing and fasting and cleanses and all manner of things and all my health conditions just resolved you know <laughs> and I wasn't seeing a physician for it so I was like oh my god this works lifestyle change so that's like my personal um health story I, I guess nice that's pretty great I uh I had a similar circumstance right after college I lived with a friend of mine who is now actually a doctor uh, but at the time he wasn't. And for a whole year after work, we would get home, we'd go in the kitchen and we would juice different vegetables. And he taught me all about vegetable juice. And same thing. I think I lost like 25 pounds without even trying and uh, just felt energy and felt great. So yeah, that's fantastic that you can have that experience and then, and then pass it on to your clients as well. Um, Dr. Egypt, I want I like ending the show with uh, giving you the opportunity to give a motivational speech. So let's say you're at like a college graduation or you're called into a corporation to be their keynote speaker. What's, uh, what's your one to two minute motivational speech to help people get the most out of their lives? Oh, great question. Um, I would say for people to remember that the greatest pharmacy exists within their own body. Their body is their greatest physician. If, if, if it's provided with, with the right tools, the right nourishment, the right healing practices to bring it back into alignment, people can step into powerful healing for themselves. So rather than feeling like um, victims or feeling that we have to reach out to external institutions, people, professionals to get our healing, 
we should view those things more like our guides and support and that we can, um, I guess, unlock our own healing potentials with certain lifestyle practices, mindset shifts is very important as well. And just step into that power that we are, each of us, very powerful self-healing agents. Nice. Uh, I'd like to give you a chance to uh, give us your website, social media. How, how do people get in touch with you so they can work with you if they want to? Thank you. So all of my healing offerings, and if you want to learn more about me, can be found uh, through my website, which is www.manifestingalchemy.com. That's www.manifestingalchemy.com. Nice. Well, thank you so much again. This is Dr. Egypt Aradia. Uh, Dr. Egypt, thank you so much for joining us today on Health in the Real World podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.